Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. The Hawks have an actual basketball game they're playing this Friday, and with that, we're going to look ahead to the Hawks' 2020-2021 season. Let's get into it. I am so excited. We have actual factual basketball being played by the Atlanta Hawks this week. It's been a long, about nine months since we've seen them. We've gotten updates about Clint Capella. We've had a draft. An NBA champion has been crowned. The Hawks weren't included in a bubble. It has been a long time since we've gotten to see this team on the actual basketball court, and I could not be more excited Uh, The NBA released the first half of their NBA season Uh, with everything that's going on. They're only releasing the first half, and they're really trying to get this 2020-21 season in and really a sprint, and that even really starts with the preseason. The Hawks are playing four preseason games, two against the Magic and two against the Grizzlies, in sort of mini-series, and we're going to see that The schedule also, during the regular season, has a couple of these mini-series where the Hawks will play the same team on um, consecutive nights, and it's a really interesting um, thing to look at just because I think it brings a little bit of the playoffs into the regular season. But starting on Friday, December 11th, the Hawks play the Magic, and then they'll play the Magic again on Sunday. And then December 17th, they go to the Grizzlies, and play, and then on December 19th, they play the Grizzlies again on Saturday. It's interesting they play the Grizzlies because actually the second game of the season, the Hawks will play the Grizzlies in Memphis, so there'll be a lot of uh, Grizzlies on Hawks action in in about a week's time, but the Hawks go into their season getting to play against two teams they probably should should be better than at least in the preseason um and getting to see this team start their year you know playing back to back against the magic at home and then um going up to memphis to see them play the grizzlies will be a very just like i said to start the podcast it'll just be a lot of fun getting to see this team actually in action playing against real other NBA quality teams. Um, And then they'll get right into the regular season. Um, They have their second game with the Grizzlies on December 19th, and the regular season starts on December 23rd um, at the Bulls. Looking at this first half of the season, and again, the NBA only released the first half up through March 3rd, um, we'll look at some stats for... This Haw- the Hawks part of the schedule. They have 37 games in 71 days, which is really wild. 17 of those games are at home and 20 are on the road. And looking at the schedule, I kind of broke it into five separate sections. They start off the season with four out of their five games at- on the road. Their next five, four out of those five games are at home. They have a three-game road trip out west where they play phoenix utah and portland and then they have a really nice stretch 10 out of the next 14 games they play are at home and finally they wrap up this first half of the season with eight out of their last 10 games on the road 
So it's really a balanced schedule. My initial glance, I thought that they had a significantly more uh, road games than home games, but it's very close. As I said, there's 17 home games and 20 road games. Um, and I think the schedule makers did a pretty good job of balancing it, kind of mirroring the four out of five on the road to start the season with a four out of five at home. Then having, you know, this, this first half of the season end with eight out of 10 on the road, but previous to that, they'll have 10 out of 14 at home. Um, and then those two sections of this, uh, schedule broken up with this three-game road trip from Phoenix to Utah to Portland. And that three-game road trip is going to be really tough. They actually have a back-to-back in there, and traveling from Utah to Portland is going to be brutal. But um, that is really their biggest road trip. They don't have any big trips to Texas or to California. And so the Hawks, I think, did have a pretty good chance of not just getting burned out on the road or, or having any big issues of uh, draining road trips or anything like that. Looking at this sprint, this 37 games in 71 days, I think highlights the fact that depth for all teams is going to be really important. And that with all the vet veterans and um, players that the Hawks brought in, while it can be a little confusing to be like, man, you're only going to be playing eight players, 10 players a night. And it seems that the Hawks are almost maybe 14 players deep. And this season in particular, it's going to be important to have that depth so you can give some guys to get the night off. Um, One really important stat to look at is just like how many days rest are these games coming on? Um, The Hawks have 26 games that are on one a single day's rest, and I consider a day's rest a full day before with no game. If they have a game, so if they have a game on a Monday, then they have a Tuesday off, and then they have a game on a Wednesday. To me, I'm calling that a that Wednesday game. They are coming in with one day's rest. So the Hawks have 26 of these first 37 games with one day rest. They have two games the whole first half of the season with two days rest and they have one game that comes on three days rest it's actually against the Dallas Mavericks so a Trey versus Luka game Um, and finally the Hawks have seven back-to-backs during this first half of the schedule Um, two of those back-to-backs are ones that are the first game is away and the second game is home they have three back-to-backs that are home and they have two back-to-backs that are both away um and the nba has really focused on these last few seasons trying to eliminate the number of back-to-backs that each team has but with the bubble and trying to get this season in and started as close to the normal start time as possible there wasn't really a lot the nba could do to avoid having some back-to-backs in this season's schedule and so to see seven is certainly not ideal and that trip out to Phoenix, Utah, and Portland includes one of the back-to-backs, which is really just brutal. I almost there's there've been some really good studies on kind of scheduled losses and where are places you can see just a team that has no chance of really um, competing on the second night of a back-to-back. Rest is really important in those studies, and I think one of those games, I think the one versus the Blazers, is almost just a scheduled loss because the Hawks will be coming from 
the altitude of Utah. It's not quite in the Nuggets, but they'll be going from Utah straight to the Blazers on a back-to-back um, over on the West Coast, which is obviously throwing their clocks off a little bit. But, you know, hopefully this depth that the Hawks have added with um, some of the veterans, including Danilo Gallinari, Rajan Rondo, Boyan Bogdanovich, um, just really helps the team be able to not have to play everybody every night, give guys nights off if they don't need to to be playing, and um, will help them in this real sprint in the first 37 games. So those were just some stats on this first half of the schedule, and we can look at, again, I think one of the cool features of this uh, schedule is the miniseries. The Hawks have, um, not including the preseason, which has two quote-unquote miniseries, um, the Hawks have mini series with the Eastern Conference champion Heat, the Boston Celtics, the Nets, and the Hornets. The Hornets mini series is the only one that's one game is in Charlotte and then one game is in Atlanta. But otherwise, the other ones I think are all away, um, including actually the Hawks play Boston three times in one week, three times over the course of seven days, which is pretty interesting. Um, that Those games come in February, and that's going to be a real twist. At that point, the Hawks should have really, it's past the beginning of the season, and it should really uh, be a test. The Celtics are a team that the Hawks should be really measuring themselves against. Celtics are striving to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think they would want to shoot for even to the finals itself and have a plethora of young players in Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Um, we'll see where Kimball Walker is at that point, but the Hawks matching up with the Celtics for three times in one week is just a really interesting part of the the schedule. And what really gets me excited about these mini series is just the ability to play a team, maybe make an adjustment um, and then play them again and see if there's any difference. It'll um, for a team, especially like the Hawks, that has not gotten a lot of playoff experience under Coach Lloyd Pierce and this Trey Young, John Collins core. Having an opportunity to be in a playoff-like um, scenario is something that I think is really beneficial to them, and it'll be something to look at to see how do the coaches adjust. Typically in the regular season, you don't see a lot of adjustments go on. Kind of each team is really trying to hone in on what it's doing and does not make a lot of adjustments game to game. They, they'll, they'll certainly do some scouting for their opponents, but there's not a lot of time to make adjustments. And typically you're not playing the same team back to back. A lot of these miniseries, I think all of the miniseries are not straight up backs to backs they're usually um the first game a day off and then uh the second game and so to see if you know they the hawks get blown out one night and then are able to adjust and maybe get a win the second night or vice versa is going to be very interesting and i think important for the growth of the coaching staff as well as the players themselves um i think again that celtics playing them um, three times in a week, which is kind of wild. I think it's three times in eight days, but uh, so close together. That is very 
very playoff-like. And I th- one thing you get from playing the same team multiple times, sort of how uh, the MLB and baseball does it, is with increased familiarity, familiarity, there is there can develop some actual rivalries and things like that. Um, having seeing the same team over and over again, you you get to know them a little bit more personally. And uh, for competitive teams, they're both trying to get the same thing: get to the playoffs and get a championship. And so, I think there'll be a little bit more, um, maybe just conflicts or or edge or these rivalries maybe will build a little bit more naturally but the Hawks have these mini series against Boston the Heat the Hornets and the Nets um going into this season the Hawks are starting uh not having any fans and they at State Farm Arena with four of their first five on the road that's not really that big deal that big of a deal the home opener is actually against the Detroit Pistons. And it doesn't mean that the Hawks will have nobody in the stands, friends and family of the players and the coaching staff um, are able to go to these games. But the Hawks are hoping to be able to have fans in the stands starting on Martin Luther King Day when they play the Timberwolves. And that's when you'll see the first fans at the farm. And they're hoping to be able to have about 10% 10% of the stadium full at that point. Uh, the NBA is allowing each team and city that arena in each arena is in and each team is in to dictate how they have their fans. Um, and the Hawks are being, um, I think maybe a little optimistic in having planning to have fans on MLK day, but I think it's a good goal and trying to get prepared if they're able to do that is a good thing. One thing about MLK Day is that'll be the first time the Hawks unveil their one of their alternate jerseys. They have a jersey for Martin Luther King with MLK across the chest in black and gold um, and a, a new court for that as well, which uh, they showed off on their Twitter account. And um, the symbol in the middle of the court is stunning frankly it's like in a stained glass style is is very beautiful um and so they'll be showing off that cord and those jerseys and it would be very cool it's always very cool martin luther king day they usually bring out um some gospel singers um and a choir to introduce the hawks and uh if they are able to have fans that'll be uh, a great great thing for the hawks it's going to be Watching basketball at the bubble without fans and having the big screens up with uh, people zooming into these games was interesting. And, of course, we didn't have any Hawks there, so didn't get to experience that firsthand. But it's going to be in actual arenas and to have not a lot of fans, I'm sure, is going to take the players a little bit of an adjustment. And we'll see how the Hawks are able to handle that. Um, But having... That all said, uh, this schedule really lays out well for the Hawks. I think it allows them to kind of get them their feet underneath them. Um, although in their first five games, one of those miniseries takes place. They are going against the Nets for their fourth and fifth games, and we get, we'll be able to see how 
uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are working together. And this Nets team that really has hopes of going to the championship, you know, they're going to be playing the Hawks who have a bunch of new pieces, Clint Capella, who we haven't even seen on the court yet. Um, and the Hawks really, you know, walk into that one and it could be tough, but really getting that second half of the season, those 10, 10 home games and 14 games provides the Hawks a really good opportunity to uh, solidify their position in the East, wherever that is. Um, again, to get back to the mini series, I think each of the teams they're playing in the mini series is a pretty interesting team. They go against the Celtics who've already talked about the heat who are coming off a finals appearance where they took the Lakers to six games. And I think you really saw Jimmy Butler play really well. The Hawks played the heat extremely well last season. And so to see this kind of new look Hawks go against the flag bearers in the Eastern conference might tell us a lot where the Hawks are because that miniseries takes place um, on the second, second to last and third to last games of this first half of the season. Um, and finally, the Hawks have a miniseries with the Hornets who have Lonzo Ball, Gordon Hayward's there now, and this Southeast Conference is really interesting. We haven't even talked about uh, Russell Westbrook yet. We'll go through all of kind of the new additions to the Southeast Southeastern Division, I should say, and what the Hawks should expect or where they should be. But uh, one quirk to this schedule is the Hawks only play the Wizards one time in the first half of the season. And to play one of your division mates one time in the first half means that the Hawks will play them, I think, three times in the second half of the season. So they do get to play. um, They're playing 23 games against the Eastern Conference. They're playing 14 games against the Western Conference. Um, They play the Hawks play some really good teams from the West. They get both of their games with the Mavericks knocked out in this first half of the season. They play the Lakers. They play the Clippers. Uh, As I said earlier, they do not go to California, so they're not getting those half of a home-and-home of a usual season and with the Lakers, Clippers, or the Warriors or anything like that. Um, But the Hawks have a pretty balanced schedule apart from – which every team is going to have to go through just how many games they're they're playing in such a short time. Um, 37 games in 71 days is no joke. The NBA is really, uh, despite as much as it's done to try to provide players with rest and keeping them healthy, this is a sprint. And I'm just going to echo again here at the end that I think the Hawks' depth is really going to benefit them in that regard because I think there's going to be nights where um, the Hawks are able to play a competitive team or put out a competitive team but not have to play all of their players each and every night. And with so many of these games coming with a single day's rest, I really think these veterans they brought in, Danilo Gallinari, Rajon Rondo in particular, those guys aren't going to get you know, be overplayed or anything like that. Um, they're going to get have nights off. They're going to be rested. And um, this depth is really going to benefit the Hawks looking at the schedule and just how many games the Hawks are playing in such a short amount of time. I can't reiterate enough 
how exciting it is to finally have Hawks basketball beyond the horizon be in the next few days. Like I said, their first preseason game is this Friday, and then we get into it. And then we have actual uh, Hawks regular season basketball, basketball that matters, starting December 23rd. Um, the Hawks will be starting on the road, but you know we're almost there. It's been a long time for Hawks fans, but we've almost made it through. So you'll be hearing a lot more from me about the Hawks. We'll be getting into uh, the moves they've made, the position groupings, who we have, what to look forward to, and uh, I look forward to being able to bring you that information. Go Hawks! Go Hawks!